Welcome to Tripping Over the Barrel, a series that highlights the unique personalities within the oil and gas industry and the stories they have to share with your hosts and lead storytellers, Tilo and Dr. Funkenstein. Tim, we got JPW. We are tripping over the rotary, tripping around the rotary. Rotary today. around the tripping, tripping, tripping around could, the barrel. We could we could be tripping in the rotary maybe, but that's like a like a LSD Woodstock thing. So it's uh, I guess whatever <laughs> you guys want to deem it. Tripping in the rotary sounds like somebody, you know, I'm driving through a rotary somewhere and then there's somebody walking across and it's, it's problematic. So um, nonetheless, uh, JP, really, really fun to meet you a couple of weeks ago at the Digital Wildcatters. Crawfish yeah, boil. That was a great time. I, I mean, it was, was the day was perfect. The music was great. And uh, I just thought like the, the entire energy industry was kind of a, uh, it was good getting back out. I thought that was a great turnout. It was a lot of fun. I mean, and you know, we're sitting out there and, you know, met you and your wife and suddenly she, I turn around and she's up on the stage singing with, you know, our, our <laughs> Lindsay entertainer. L. Lindsay L. Yeah. She's a, apparently, I, I didn't know who she was, but she's a huge time Canadian, like country singer. And like, she can like yeah. wail the guitar and all that stuff. My wife. She was, a, she is a musician. Uh, you know, she's on the voice, you know, and kind of made it halfway. She was, uh, I think team CeeLo stole her. I don't watch the voice, so I don't know, but I just, I just, I, I'm regurgitating <laughs> what I hear. I'm a good listener, I guess. But, uh, yeah, she, uh, I guess she was, uh, feeling that Socorro tequila and, uh, decided to get on stage and freestyle with Lindsay. So I thought that was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool thing. It's one of those things I was like, oh yeah, man, that's my wife. Oh yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it was nice to meet her too. We started talking and she's like, Oh, I'm I'm from Boulder. I'm like, Oh, okay. So you went the opposite direction, Boulder to to Houston. Um, oh yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, I, you said something there that that I think provides some good context into this podcast, which is you're a good listener. And and I think the purpose of what we wanted to do today is Tim and I have been doing tripping over the barrel. This is probably going to be released as like the 54th or 55th episode. So basically one a week over the last year we've been at it. JP is obviously an overachiever. He's been doing podcasts for the same amount of time yet. Timmy has over a hundred. I feel pretty inadequate now that he's doubled us in the same <laughs> period of time. I don't know what that says. You know, first off, <laughs> let me, let me give a little more frame of conference. You guys say I'm a good listener. That's only, I'm a good listener when I'm like on the job listening. I mean, I think my wife would uh, uh, argue with that statement oh. that I am a good listener, but, uh, but I think, yeah, and, uh, I was surprised. I, I, I got to a hundred, uh, I guess in a, you know, a little bit over a year. It's been, it's been a grind. It's been fun though. Did you, I mean, I think Tim, part of the reason you and I did it, I don't remember exactly when we started talking about it, but I think it COVID had already started. Um, but the idea was we're not getting any reach whatsoever. We're sales guys. Yep. You, you can't see anybody in person. I think a podcast would be a good way to build some exposure for ourselves, for our companies and, and sort of stay relevant, but it's turned into so much more. Is that, is that how you remember it, Tim, going a year ago? Well, I mean, I was thinking of what else can I do during this time just to kind of keep me busy. I'm at home. I got plenty of extra time. I've regained my two hours of commuting. And, you know, I proposed to you, hey, well, I'm going to write a coffee table book I'm of all the book. stupid crap that that I that happens to me. And then uh, you said, well, you want to do a podcast? And then it just kind of <laughs> at that point, it was thinking about the pros and the cons going, you know, well, this is a way to get exposure and have a little fun doing it. I didn't realize it was going to be as fun as it actually turned out to be. I don't know. JP, what about you? You know, I, 
it, it kind of it was kind of kind of the same type of uh, mindset. It was one of those things like so before you know COVID happened. Like my business partner Chris Zombreaker and I met with a uh, Justin Gauthier, the the, the yeah. bearded the bearded beast, whatever whatever he goes by now. But uh, he does the OGGN podcast. You know, yep. AES Jones, one of the nicest guys out there. And uh, you know, he starts to start talking about the pod, like you know what you know what is a podcast? You know how do you do it? Like, and he kind of like he's like yeah, you know anyone can do it. This was like in February before like COVID like really hit. You know, he left and um, and my Chris goes, you know, I, I think it's a good idea if we start a podcast and uh, COVID hit. And it was one of those things. It's like, oh, it was one of those boats that I guess you, you guys are just talking about. No one was doing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go on LinkedIn. It was just like a dumpster fire. It was like a, a, a just like a massacre. You know, after 17 <laughs> years, this company got laid off this, this yeah. It's like, holy shit. Holy we stuff! Can swear whatever this you okay, can say whatever sh- you want on the show, we're good, <laughs> hey, man. I don't, I don't know, man. On mine, I do, but I'm not sure about y'all. But I was like, holy shit, like this is miserable. And I was like, it was kind of the same, the same story. It was like, okay, number one, we got to do something here, you know. Like, um, we we need to keep people in touch, you know, because a lot of people are behind the computers. They're not picking up the phone as much anymore. They're obviously not meeting anymore. So it's like we got to do something to, to to keep our industry in touch, um, to uh, to to keep people connected. And it was also one of those things too. I'm like, man, I've had so many good conversations, so many good bullshit conversations on tea boxes at the table, yep. sitting across the table, yep. just learning like all these cool things about people. I'm like, man, that'd be great if it was a, there was a, a platform or, or something for, for them to share the, the, the great stories that we have about the people in the industry. So it's kind of a lot to it. It kind of brings the, the personal side to the industry because I never talk about like, uh, like the, what's your company doing? What, what product do you have? You know, what's yeah. how many rigs you pick it up in Q4 is, is it was more like, let's get to know the person behind the position, you know, and uh, to bring, you know, some hum- humanity to us, because I think a lot of times, you know, we're, we're in the oil field, we are deemed a certain way. We're stereotyped a certain way. Um, and it's like, no, we're, we're, we're people too. Like we got, we're, we're family people, we're, we're your neighbors. And so we just started doing that. And that's kind of when I got it kicked off too. And I released my first one, like I think April 2nd, of uh 2020 and it's evolved since then i used to have like a, a five question format and i think y'all's released y'all's first uh, a month after on may 2nd i think so yeah it was, no, that's it was, about right that's about yeah, right yeah. yeah see i do my i do i do a little bit of research yeah. when i say a little bit about 30 seconds worth but i, I know <laughs> i know what's going on here i know when y'all released yours uh but uh yeah it just kind of turned into a thing and like obviously i had some i was lucky enough to get a couple people on the first go around and uh and i kind of got bored of the five questions you know, yeah, like yeah. I wasn't interested in it. Like, don't get me wrong. I was interested in, the, in what they were saying, you know, like I don't want to knock the people that were on, but I was, I'm like, you know what? I got to start changing up. So I started kind of like, and I was still nervous behind the mic and I kind of still am, but I just started kind of like shedding away two questions and just kind of having the bullshit conversation start flowing. And after I started doing that, I started finding my groove. It's just kind of taking its own life from there. Oh man, that's, that's good stuff. Well, how, how long do you typically go in your episodes? I mean, I think ours, I don't know, 35 to 40 minutes typically. Well, that's I, I started giving the high sign at 35 minutes. Like, okay. Yeah. We're about done. Is yeah. that the signal 35? What happens if y'all get in like a, like a legit, like, like into the weeds convo? Do you try to like, kind of fl- fl- like uh, trim it? We generally let it go, you know, until that, until we can get to a good stopping point, but we try to cut it. You know, when, when we had Chuck on, he was in the middle of the big million dollar tattoo story and it oh, was, yeah. it was going and you just couldn't, you, you can't stop it. So I did jump in and try to shorten it a little bit because that was our longest episode. What? 44 minutes. I think it was 46, 47. Yeah. So I guess what I do first, first step, what I do, I take a, I, I take a potty break. 
You know what I mean? Because I know it's going to be, <laughs> it, it, you never know like what avenues or alleyways you're going to go down in these stories. So at first, when I first started them, I think, you know, the first couple of them that I did were like, I want to say like 20 minutes, 25 minutes, yeah. you know, 24 minutes, 18 minutes here. And then I just started slowly building it up and then I kind of hopped up to 40 minutes. And now they're probably about an hour, hour 15. I just oh, did one crap. yesterday with Ryan Keyes with uh, the Trip Crown Resources. We talked for like an hour and 40 minutes. And literally 95% of that was just shooting the shit. You know, yeah. what about traveling, about this, about that. We got into like meditation. Like I'm telling you, it was, it was a great conversation. And the last 10 minutes, the last like seven minutes we spent on ESG. And he made a pretty good point. But like, I like talking about the oil field, but I also like not talking about the oil field. Yeah, we do it the rest of the time. So it's nice to, uh, to be able to change it up. You know, for me, Tim, it's funny. I'm thinking back to when Colin came on because at first Tim and I were like well we could we could just do sort of Tim and I yakking back and forth and realize pretty quickly we're like well we're out of topics we need to have some some guests come on so so logically you know we're like who do we have on Colin or, or Jake and we're like all right Colin he's got stories from the oil patch like he's been in the field and, and of course he's an experienced podcaster so we knew he'd he'd be solid and I mean Tim I think you and I were like we're, we're cutting it off at 30 minutes no matter what like this is the first time we've had a guest on we're cutting it off at 30 and we're here FaceTiming looking at each other and both of us throwing up our hands like I don't know he's in the middle of a story what are we supposed to do right? just let it go just let <laughs> it go we've evolved right I think I, I don't know I think uh, what's his name Mark LaCour said you know I've listened to your guys podcast oh, I loved it 20 episodes or so for podcasters to stop sucking and you guys stopped sucking at episode like eight I'll tell you one thing, like to hear that type of feedback from someone like, you know, Mark LaCour or someone who's like, you know, like established podcast people, like, you know, whatever, whatever feedback it is, that is so motivating. I heard the same stuff. You know, pretty much Justin said, you know, the first 25 are going to suck. Get it, get it, get them out of your system. I'm like, oh, that's great. That's great. That's motivating. Well, you know, after Mark made that comment, I went back and listened to number one and number two. And I think, you know, and I was like, wow, we really did suck. It was, it was just so scripted. I mean, the yeah. stories were good, but we, we wrote it all down ahead of time. We're going to cover these topics and go through this. And it, it just, it was so much of a formula that, you know, it, 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 it took that long just to get natural asking questions. So what's, give me a little behind the scenes, guys. I know this is kind of a podcast with, you know, me as guests, but I want to ask y'all a question. How do y'all prep for y'all's, uh, for y- when y'all have a guest on? And, it, and does that change at all, depending on what guest it is? Yeah, I can, I can take this one, Tim. I mean, I, I think that it's a great question. And, you know, to this point, we've only had on people that we know. We've been really fortunate in that somebody either says, hey, have this person on, or it's somebody that we know personally. If it's someone who we don't know all that well or at all, but people say they'd be a good guest or they have a big following or they have a great message to get out to the masses, well, typically one of us will have a conversation with them first. If it came from one of Tim's people, it's him. If it comes from mine, it's me. And just make sure that that they sort of fit the, I don't know, the idea of what we're going for with the podcast. But typically, I mean, any of our guests could tell you, except for you, we we send a series of questions like, how did you get into the oil patch? And um, where do you see the future of oil and gas? We talk about ESG, some of your favorite places to travel, embarrassing things you've seen in, in meetings and presentations, um, some of their history, right? Where'd you grow up and go to college and, and all that stuff. So. I love it personally when people like write the answers out and send them back to us right? because it's yeah. like, oh, they're going to nail these questions. But some people can just wing it and, and nail it. But it's, I, I noticed a difference about halfway through. Some people wouldn't read the questions at all. 
and they'd have to think for a second to answer. Others who have who'd have it written out already had stories to to kind of bolt on to their their answers. So a lot of times we don't. Lot, a lot of times we don't get to the questions we even sent the prep questions. But if we see like we had one guy send us a uh, you know a real good answer to Steve uh, Toops uh, Toops Toops yeah, and he sent us the answers and we're we're reading through and we're like okay we're definitely hitting that topic. So, I mean, it, it, is, it is great prep for us. And of course, we have LinkedIn and web pages up at the same time. So a lot of it, then it just flows. Yeah, no, I, I find out once you start kind of getting in the groove of things, like, and start getting more comfortable behind the mic, like, you start taking more chances on yourself. Because, you know, you know, people are like always talking about, you know, get out of your comfort zone, get out of your comfort zone. <laughs> getting behind a microphone and then having to hear yourself speak. First off, I sound like an idiot when I'm online. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, whenever I hear myself talk, I'm like, holy, sh like, come on, dude, like, Get a voice, get a voice implant, you know, or something like that. But uh, <laughs> that's no, what but you it's, sound uh, like, dude. That's what you sound like. Yeah, I know it's, it's it's miserable. But I found out, like, you know, once you kind of get more comfortable and kind of once you trust the process, uh, I find like the genuine good banter, the good bullshit that people want to hear, the stuff that makes that person unique and that that, that tells their personal story. That's when it starts flowing. Kind of when it's like. I when some people like a uh, kind of a structure, like, Hey, what are we discussing? You know, then I'll send like a hey, background and random BS we'll discuss. But from the majority of time, like it's just, Hey, let's just wing it. Let's just, let's just talk. When you're listening back to yourself or to previous podcasts, have you identified quirks in your own way of talking that you've decided, you know what? I need to get rid of that. You know? Yeah. So what, what, what I do, and this is my move. Um, I change filler words. So I will go from, uh, <laughs> Like, uh, what do you, uh, this, uh, that, um, all, yep. and then I'll go to something. Okay. Well, that sounds like I'm an idiot. I need to say something that makes me sound smarter. So then I'll say, well, that being said, I'll just, <laughs> that's my filler word. So I noticed that like, no, I really, my course haven't changed. It's just, I replace filler words, um, to gradually make me sound like I'm going to, like I'm an intellectual, intellectual, see, I can't even say it speaker. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What about you, Jeremy? Have you, have you learned anything of your own delivery that you try to change? Yeah. I, I mean, too many ums. I think I listen to these things and I can even see it coming. It's like, don't do it. Don't say, um, and then I say it anyway, but I will, I'll say this early on. I used to like really listen to myself and critique myself and, and, and kind of got into it. And now it's like, I, I, it's the part of the podcast I don't like listening to. I'd rather hear what you have to say and what the guests have to say, because we've got so much content of just, of just us speaking. And that's right. the thing, though, is like yeah. when I listen to when I listen to y'all or listen to another podcast, I don't notice that. But we're our own like biggest cr critique, you know, so it's like sure. we're the ones that are like, oh, man, this is wrong. It's improper. What I normally do, another thing that I, I always do, I'll have a question, but I feel like I have to ask that like five word question and spin it into like a, a two page novel. <laughs> and then I forget the original question. <laughs> and uh, that's 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 my move. Yeah, that's my, I, that's, my, that's my secret. That's, I feel like that's me in interviews. And then I come back. I'm like, I don't. Yeah, I well, even answered the question. I just talked for two and a half minutes. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's what I'm very comfortable with. <laughs> Man, so we've got some superlatives things that we want to go into. And, and JP, we'll, we'll kind of give ours so that we don't put you on the spot first. But I think, um, you know, there's... There, there's been so many amazing guests and Tim, I think we went over this, but, but I'm curious, Tim, who is, who is your favorite guest that we've had out of the 50 episodes? No offense to the other 49 or whatever that, that he doesn't pick, but I have one and I want, I want you to pick one. Well, you know, it, it's hard. Obviously it's hard to narrow down because there's reasons why I would say one guy versus another versus another, but for me, just kind of the walk down memory lane, having rock Ganadovich on was, was, cool. was really, really cool. 
and and then Patrick Ruddy. I, I just that was first of all the story in the desert was just unbelievable, and I have a we have a follow up story when I bring Larry Denver on to to f- tell about stories in the desert. You could hear the ice cubes in his scotch glass while he's talking. It was absolutely fabulous. That was that was a good one. I, I think his story about, and, and maybe you can dive into that too, Patrick Ruddy's story about basically uh, near-death experience in the Saudi desert, right, when they were going to shoot some seismic was, was interesting. I, I think for me, uh, it's a few. I mean, personally and selfishly, because he, he does work with me now, Andrew Chan, we had a 21-year-old dude on. I mean, talk about somebody... JP, who could hang with adults of any age. We had this kid in between studying for his finals senior year of college. And just swinging in and doing a, doing a podcast. Swinging and doing right. a podcast to totally hang. What a what, flex. What college kid, I I just want to say, what college kid is going to professional networking events to meet people in oil and gas? That's the part that got me about mm-hmm. Andrew. Just He was so put together for a college student. <laughs> well, I can I can relate to I can relate to one of my guys, Dean Murphy. I had Dean Murphy and Keaton Upshaw on here with a, the Texas A&M SPE. And then I did a little live around the rotary one where I brought in like, you know, my like someone from, you know, Endeavor, EOG, uh, Escondido, like, you know, drilling manager, like production manager, like all these people. And I brought in like three different students from schools and they crushed it. And the next thing you know, I'm seeing Dean Murphy. I mean, he was at the Digital Wildcatters Block Party, the Crawfish yeah. Boy. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, yep. I see this guy everywhere and he's still in college out there networking yes. more than I am. A cool story about him. Good. I'm standing at the crawfish table with my wife and uh, Trish. I was teaching her how to eat a crawfish and he's, he sees my Aggie ring go by and he goes, are you, Oh, you're an Aggie I said. Yeah. And then as we're talking, he recognized my voice from the show and he said, wait a minute, are you tripping over the barrel? And I said, yeah, yeah. And, and so that was a, one of the coolest moments is that my voice got recognized at a party. Doesn't that feel kind of like weird and cool at the same time? Oh. Like you're honored that it's like getting out there, but it's kind of like, I, for me, I get kind of embarrassed. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Like uh, it's been fun. Like it, it's kind of weird getting like uh, compliments like that to me. I mean, to me, and I'm not sure if this happens to you, but I get these like young, beautiful women coming up to me all the time saying, oh, you're the tripping over. The- I'm just kidding. It's yeah, never yeah. once say, happened yeah. ever. But um, no, I do have people come up to me totally randomly and almost you can see that like starstruck look like, oh my God, I've listened to all of your podcasts. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you, you don't need to bend the knee to me, my friend. Yeah. I'm, I'm nothing special. <laughs> oh, you're the, you're the one. Um, I just say, I, I mean, for the best, for, I mean, honestly, the most, I'm not going to say the best show because literally every show I enjoy, I love learning new stuff about people. Everyone's got their own perspectives, opinions, stories. So I, I really kind of dig them all. But I think the, the kind of the three that kind of stand out uh, personally, um, you know, uh, I had Laura, uh, Laura Fiddler, uh, Laura Palmer. I, I, know, I know Laura. Yeah, I know. Laura. Yeah, no, I, saw, I saw her uh, yesterday. I saw her in uh, Chuck Yates yesterday over at uh, Eight Row Flint, but I had her on when she is over at Century Natural Resources CEO, and I just loved her demeanor. I loved her, her just like she didn't give a shit. Like she just <laughs> telling you how it is, and I and I respect that so much. And we got into you know being a woman in the oil and gas industry. What's that like for you and all that stuff? And we got into a lot of different stuff. So I really enjoy, enjoyed like just like her being that candid. Um, uh, and I, I, that was that was cool to me. And I think one of the coolest, most memorable guests that I have on, his name is Colton Bingham, and he was at Devon and. Uh, he, we didn't even talk oil and gas at all, which I thought was great. He just, I just kind of turned over the mic to him and he told me this insane story that could be a movie or a book, uh, whatever you want to call it. And 
And, uh, and his, his story was just like insane. It was absolutely insane. It went from buying a one-way ticket, no return ticket, no idea why, to buying this ghetto jerry-rigged truck to, to just drive around, you know? And, uh, and then it went from him getting a tattoo on the ass at some dive bar in like Chile, you know? Just, and then I thought that was such a cool story. It was just insane. Like, I'm like, you really need to write a book or do a movie. And the last one that I, I want to bring up that I had probably the most fun on is I had Emma Kahn, um, one of the master distillers over at Garrison Brothers uh, Bourbon, um, when I was up there kind of on a trip and I just kind of messaged him. And uh, I went by, did a two and a half hour tour. My wife and I did a two and a half hour tour of that and learned all about the process. And then after that, we sat around and sipped bourbon, like all these different types of bourbon that aren't on the oh, shelves man. that they have and all that stuff. And needless to say, that was an excellent, excellent time. And tremendous, tremendous. Yeah, we've we've covered some of those things too. I know we wanted a guy in Pittsburgh, Tim, who's got a distillery, but we um, we uh, can't get him on. Yeah, we we had some people just don't want to do it. Yeah, no, I, you know, I've asked two people that that have said flat out no, and a couple said yes, and then just never responded and skirted away. But I like when people say like, no, that's that's not my thing. I listen to your podcast. I have no interest in being on it. I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, to, to each his own. Yeah, I mean, just some people just don't want to do it. They're not comfortable behind it, or there's other reasons they don't want to do it. It's like, hey, well, if you ever change your mind, at least I asked. One of the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the biggest surprises I had in the whole thing was I figured it would take, you know, you know who would be interested in listening to Jeremy and I sit around and yuck it up? But we, I, I, we had laid out, I don't know, 10, 15 episodes that we were going to do just us back and forth. I was shocked at how easy it was to get guests. Quite, yeah. I mean- we we reached out to Shad first. Well, Colin first. That was kind of more of a cross promotional. Let's beef up the a little bit. But right, we yeah. reached out to Shad Frazier, and he said sure. And I was like, wow, okay, he was good. And then within eight episodes, we were booked a month in advance for people. It was unbelievable. See that that's so impressive. I I, I think people are like whenever a podcast is launched, you know, people are very hesitant because they don't they haven't heard any episodes or, or anything like that. But I think once people start getting out there and they start hearing more and more and hearing the tone and the conversation, the style of the conversation. And I think that's when people kind of jump into like, OK, yeah, it kind of convinces them. Yeah, OK, I'll do that because I guarantee you I couldn't get some of the guests I have on today if it was my first 25 episodes, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I hadn't even really thought about that, but, but that's, I mean, that's for sure. I, there's no shortage too. I think the challenge that we have, Tim is, is both of us want, I think more women and more international guests, right? It's really easy to find uh, a white dude from oh, Texas, yeah. Oklahoma, or Colorado. Let me tell you, uh, we've, we've exhausted those. So it'd be good to, to kind of bring more diverse, uh, folks you know, on and, and bringing different audiences people have stuff they're trying to pitch as well so we're, we're cautious yeah you know, at least jeremy and i are i don't know about other podcasts but we're, we're cautious we don't want it to be a pitch session some of them quite honestly some of our podcasts have kind of turned into that which is you know that's the direction they went so you you want to get someone on but it's not it's not a marketing event we're exactly it's about the personality we want to understand your backstory and how you built this thing not a you know the advertisement, but you know, they go that way because some of them, they just have that energy. Uh, it, it's fantastic. Yeah. You're like, let's I mean, make this, let's keep this a podcast. Let's not turn this into an AAD lunch at the Petroleum Club <laughs> where you're just going to sell your product. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but you got dudes like Jeremy Gottlieb. I mean, it's everything oh, yeah. to him, yeah. right? Like he can't help it. Every conversation he has has, has something to do with, uh, you know, combo curve and, and inside petroleum. So yeah, I mean, it, 
I'm amazed that we've been able to get some sponsors. We'll have actually more sponsors as we go forward. Um, of course, do have to give a shout out to Chuck Yates. I mean, Chuck isn't somebody that I knew for years, Tim. I think you you knew who he was because he's kind of a Richmond legend, and, and you are but too. Turns now, out he's a legend for sure. He's he's a legend. So he was just showing up everywhere. He's he's online. He's nimble, fatty. He's he's showing up on different the recordings, videos, podcasts. And I'm like, this guy just doesn't give a fuck. He's just going to say whatever That is exactly what I love about that guy. You know what I mean? Just He just doesn't give a shit. And I, and I completely dig that about he him. He doesn't give a shit, but he gets it. He's yeah. smart. He's but you know smart. what's cool about that? Like, I would have never met you guys unless you were doing this. I would have never met Chuck Yates, yeah. Colin, I'm, I'm Justin Go. It's like, I love the community that we have. And it's not one of those things like, oh, we're podcasters. No, but it's like, we're very supportive. And like, it's uh, it's 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 a cool little uh, it's a cool little network because it's like I love meeting y'all. I love meeting Chuck. I love meeting all these cats. And it's like this would have been this would have been an option if I wasn't doing this. So it's it's definitely a great community. And, I, and it's been very enjoyable, I guess, expanding your network and just making some friends along the way. Absolutely. Of it, course, it, I like to think that we launched Chuck Yates podcast career because <laughs> We we had him on our podcast, and it was just a week later that he started podcasting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So I, I you can take credit without saying you take credit. We we'll take some of his downloads too, if we could get. Uh, those. I'd love to get some of his downloads. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's well. What I've no well, what I've noticed about that is he constantly. So when he puts out an episode, he will promote that. I feel like throughout the entire week. You know what I mean? In, or even ten days. I usually kind of just do one and hey, it's out there, check it out, and that's it. Yeah. But from that, I've kind of started emulating that a little bit. I, I will release, you know, something like a little snippet two days later, three days later, and I'll try just different social media avenues to promote it. How? What do y'all do about that? What do y'all do about getting the word out? And I guess if you feel like you have a really good one, you know, first off, all the ones are good that y'all do. But if you feel like you have one that you want, really want more listeners or more downloads, do you continue uh, discussing it and getting it out there? Like, what, what's y'all's strategy? Well. I'd love to tell you that we're really good at this, but we we'll make a post on LinkedIn, one of the two of us, and then we'll try to pile on and then we'll maybe move it over to Twitter or Facebook, just depending on what it is. And then we, we don't do a whole lot after that. We, we comment back and forth on the, on the post. And, you know, a couple of times we would take snippets and make a little one minute video and stick it out there. And those worked, but you know, it, it's just, we just haven't done very well at it. I think our numbers might show that. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we're going to do a better job of that moving forward. Even simple things like starting a page on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter for tripping over the barrel. You know, we have the digital wildcatters one and we have our own, but yeah. I think giving the page its own site, will start to give more eyeballs. We're, we're going to do all this stuff. It just took us, you know, a year. <laughs> do y'all, have y'all, have y'all ever, uh, have y'all ever uh, stopped in a, stop the podcast and you just like, I guess you, your mind runs blank. You forget what to talk about <laughs> and just like gets that awkward point And you're like, they stare at you for, I guess that to fill the void of silence, to ask another question. You just stare back. You're like, holy shit. There I'm was on a blank. There was, I, I've got this on our superlatives list here, Jeremy, I'm going to go ahead and bring it up. But yeah. one of the weirder moments, there were two that really come to mind. One was a bombed question. So Jeremy, we talk sports a lot and as part of our, I guess we, we got a lot of white guys, white males that come on the show. And we, you know, it's always, it's kind of a safe thing when there's a pause. Oh, well, tell me about your favorite baseball team or whatever. So or you we, went to AM. Tell me about, yeah. Yeah. So, we, so we had Elizabeth uh, on 
uh, Goebbels. <laughs> and uh, she's an Aggie. And she also went to Texas for, I forget, was it law school or I something think, like that? Uh, business school or something. Business school, yeah, something. And uh, so it was just a natural, hey, how do you, you know, you ask a sports question because pretty much you assume that everyone that went to AM is into, you know, watch, watching football. And Jeremy I'm about pops to blow into you guys' it. mind with this. <laughs> so keep going. Jeremy asked her about that and dead. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't sports at all. I don't go to sports at all. Like, oh my goodness, Whoops. dude, I'm the same way. I swear to God. So when I was doing when I was doing breakfast runs, you know, in a previous previous career of mine, I was doing breakfast runs, and I realized that everyone's all. I've never been into sports. You know what I mean? Like growing up at all. Like all my buddies played football. I just didn't. So I remember sitting in the you know seeing the break rooms all stuff. Everyone starts talking about like you know oh the A and M recruiting class of blah blah blah. Yeah, what's stand? Who's the rushing yards? All stuff. And then when they would ask me. I would always like chime in like one or two sentences, but if I always got to the third or fourth one, I feel like that's when people were like, wait a minute, this guy has no idea. What he's doing. It, was like, it was like saying bags of sand and like four-year-old virgins. Like you don't know what you're talking about. So like I've just stopped. So I got to a point where I actually like download the SPN app. I was like looking at sports center, reading the paper. I'm like, I just don't give a shit. So I, I, I would be a blank stare. I'd be a deer in the headlights. Actually, I even like, I took a customer lunch one time. And another buddy came and they just start talking. Both Aggie, all of us are Aggies. They start talking to AM, AM, the recruiting class. Oh, this guy's in sixth grade. He's going to be a great <laughs> run back. I'm like, yeah. I don't even know this shit. So they're doing about 15 minutes. I get up and use the restroom. I come back and they're still talking. Hey, you guys still talking uh, talking sports? Like, oh, yeah. I was like, all right, guys, uh, Jason, do you mind giving me a ride back? I'm out. I just I just left. I'm like, ah, I got I to do other shit. I, I don't have time for this. So this, this is awesome. So, so say, you, say the, rot- the rotary is not going to be uh, discussing sports. That's pretty cool. No, we stay, we stay away from politics, sports, yeah. and uh, that's kind of it. We generally stay away from politics, but we did have a uh, state senator on, Chris Hansen. That was a lot of fun, actually. I thought he was – I mean, I loved after every question. He's like, thank you for asking. That's a great question. Great question. Uh, I've thought about that a lot. I mean, he, this guy is just polished, man. You, you know, should have, you should have, uh, what's it called? You should have not talked politics when he was on. Throw him for a loop. Yeah. I mean, we didn't. <laughs> well, we, 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 I'm, I'm yeah, joking. We, we didn't hit a lot of politics. And I'll tell you one thing it was, he was very good at. I was going yeah. down the wrong path on a question and he could tell where I was headed with it. And he just jumped in and stopped it. To, that's a that's a professional that's a professional totally. interviewer right there. Interviewee yeah, he, right he there. Knew, he knew that, hey, you're getting ready. To, and it was going to be my mistake. You're getting ready to make a mistake, so I'm going to stop you. It wasn't going to be controversial, but he knew I was getting ready to make an error, and he saved you know whatever embarrassment our listeners would have detected. He saved me in a very smooth manner, right? Oh yeah, like no a- one would have known. I knew that I had messed it up, and he knew, yeah. but I don't think even Jeremy knew that he was stopping me. I I, you know, I just was ready to defer to him, and he was like down to the minute, right? Like he texted me. We're at 30 minutes. He texts me. He's like, "I've got a meeting in five minutes, right? He's got to go speak in front of a bunch of important people or something like that." At the state house. I hate. Um, I I personally hate when that happens because you're always like, I feel like that's kind of when it gets to like the the, the meat of the conversation. Like I've had several people kind of like, "Hey, I got to I got to leave in like 45 minutes." I'm like, "Damn it!" But like. Again, I mean, it's it's just this. You're playing with their schedule, you know what I mean. So you yeah. got to respect that and and just try to wrap up, wrap you know, wrap it up, uh, and kind of get everything out. But yeah, whenever there's a time limit on it, like I I don't perform that well. I don't think. Interesting. I, I mean, I, I I don't know. I think once we remove the time constraint on it and having to ask certain questions, I think it became a little bit more natural for us. I mean, if I think about some of the weirder moments as well uh, at the end of. Um, What's his name? David Forsberg's. Oh, yeah. 
where we sort of inadvertently said, hey, if you want to invest some money, you know, and, and he's like, guys, uh, the SEC will get me in very big trouble if you release that at the end of your podcast. So please, please edit that out. Thank you. We're like, oh, oh, OK, sorry. Just trying to have fun. You know. So that's that's actually the first time we've edited content or I think it's yeah. the only time where we actually edited content out of the podcast. Was just to take out the last 10 seconds with that question. You know what? I rarely edit my stuff, too. It's it's just like, I don't have time for that. It's like, we just had a great conversation. I'm not going to go through and pick this out where you you, you mumbled something up because that's the entire my that's what I do. The entire podcast is mumble. So I try to keep it going unless they ask me to edit it out. But the thing is, I'm not a software editing guru. So it's always like a real choppy, shitty edit. (laughs) So so you kind of know when you got to know when it's in there. Ours are smooth. We've got, I mean, it's the digital wildcatters editors, whoever's doing it is, is fantastic. Cause it, we, we've never noticed, right. When there's it, usually it's because of some sort of technical issue, right? Well, you know, so, th- we have to tell them that, Hey, in minute 31, he got a phone call and the entire podcast stopped first <laughs> for like 15 seconds. So, you know, go back and edit that, please. That by so, the way was the weirdest moment ever was, he was so right now we're all for those who are listening we're on zencaster and we're all remote talking into our computers because of covid because of covid and very yeah. you know and <laughs> zencaster is very easy to use if anyone's going to get into podcasting no i dig this i dig this setup but he's I like this this guy's on his he's using his phone as a hotspot to connect his laptop to to talk to us so he's got three or four places of breakage and he gets a phone call and the hotspot drops. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was already painful because of the lag between us, but man, it was, that was a Does rough we, one. Hey, what's some of y'all's, I guess, I guess now that we're, I guess we can say that we're all officially podcasters Hell now. Yeah, we're legit, y'all, man. Sorry have y'all, so let me ask you a question. Do you say the word podcast? You're like, yeah, I have a podcast. Or do you say, hey, I have a pod. You, are y'all, are y'all there yet when you shorten podcast to the word pod? Not yet. I, I have... I have started to, especially in writing, to say, "Hey, did you listen to this week's pod?" How do you? Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't think I can say that. I don't know why. It just sounds like too. Uh, look, I, I pride myself on trying to be hip. You know what I mean? It just sounds like it's kind of. Uh, it sounds like it's kind of too hip for me. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. Podcast. I th- I agree with Tim on this. I feel like when I write it out, just to save the four keystrokes, I just write pod. But if I if I'm verbally explaining it, I say I say podcast. So Actually, you know, know I've never referred to myself as a podcaster. Oh, I, I always say I have a podcast. Okay, that's, that's you know what that's, that's a good point. Don't don't let this define you. That's a that's a great point. I mean, I put it like right out there on my website. It's like sales guy podcaster. That's me. <laughs> that's what have you, you have, you, have you guys also noticed on like on like Rick and Morty or like Solar Opposites or whatever show, uh, whatever kid show that whatever adult kid show that you watch, like they always rip on podcasting. Oh, it's, I think it's, that's it's, I think that's so funny. I love it. I love it. I mean, I, I saw somebody cut, you know, put something on Twitter. That's like, um, it's, it's very interesting that men will get depressed and, uh, start a podcast as opposed to seeing a therapist. <laughs> that's like, like, maybe like, that's yeah, why we're yeah. doing this. Hold on. Let me, let's rethink this. <laughs> well, it's not like, it's not like the year 2020 was an extremely optimistic, happy year. So maybe so. Totally. I mean, really one of the highlights of, of 2020 for me in, in so many different ways, you know, the, the, Colin and Jake had planted the seed for a while, but like, so JP, this is one thing I'm curious about with you. Um, do you do it by yourself? Is it yeah. just you and the guy? It is just you. And yeah, the it's guest. just, 
it's just it's just me and the guest. And it's one of those things, too. It's like, you know, going back to what we were just talking about, you know, the year 2020 and all that stuff, like I truly believe that for several people, you know, um, in our industry, it gave them time to get creative. It gave them time mm-hmm. to get out and network in unique, cool, different ways. You know, Keith Stelter with, uh, you know, Arc Energy, like he, his name blew up and all that stuff just because he was getting on more active on social media. But like, you know, like I think this like without COVID uh, occurring, without the, you know, flatten the curve to find the cure, like I think it was, uh, I think it was one of those things where it's like, it was a, I hate being this way, but I mean, to, to make lemonade, I, I think it was a blessing in disguise because it really got me a chance to focus on this and, mm. and to have people come tell stories and, and shine some, uh, shine some light uh, in our industry about the people behind the position. So I kind of, you know, I, as much as COVID sucks, you know, I, I've kind of, um, I, I kind of dug the time. I, I really liked, uh, doing what I'm doing during the COVID time. So without, without COVID, this wouldn't, this wouldn't exa- happen and we wouldn't have uh, been right. talking today. I think you're right. No, I, th- I think it's sort of the same it, same thing for us. It certainly it certainly led to a proliferation of podcasts, or, you know, for all over the place. Um, I, I saw a bunch of eye rolls when I said, "Oh, we're starting a podcast." Oh, another podcast. Oh, you, yeah, you and everyone else. Yeah, but you know what though? But it's one of those things like you've seen all these pop up, and I'm like, "All right, like I'm liking it. Like uh, I'm liking other podcasts uh, showing up." But once you start doing it, once you start getting by, it's it's a commitment. And I've, I was like, we'll see. I'm not being rude, but we'll see if this is going to be around after, you know, 15 episodes. Right. I mean, I think that was the thought, too. Now I'm like, is this going to be like fantasy sports where I started it a long time ago and just still do it? Like, are we going to be doing this in 20 years, Tim? What's the uh, shelf life for a podcast? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. And then and how many can you do? Can you start another one that's actually themed or do something else with it? That's crossed my mind, too. We've talked well, that's about what, that. That's yeah. why I did that whole uh, bourbon one with uh, with Emma Khan at Garrison Brothers, just because. So, like, around the rotary is kind of have this, taking on this little bourbon uh, side thing, you know, where people bring in. They're, they're never asked, but they bring in like bottles of bourbon. You know, it's kind of you know, I, I take a picture of the bourbon, plug them, plug that, and uh, I've kind of enjoy stepping outside of our industry and doing stuff that like I'm interested in. You know, um, that yeah. you know, I did a Halloween special, with my wife and my buddy Jake Voss. It's just like it's kind of cool getting off the beaten path and doing, uh, I guess, something unique. So the shelf Absolutely. life, who knows? I mean, you never know. We might be a VR uh, around the road. We might be VR in your room, you know, mm. one day, same tripping, tripping, uh, over the rotary, tripping over the rotary, tripping over the road. <laughs> once, once we merge, once we merge, I mean, you I never do know. have to admit JP, you're seeing that lately though. Oh, definitely. Why not? I mean, you, you sort of collaborate and you increase following and then, and do different. I mean, that's how, Marshall kind of got started. Right? I mean, that's kind of what digital wild gathers. That's what, you know, yeah. that's, I mean, you know, they have that, the startup one, that, the oil money. I mean, there's a, there's a solid Chuck Yates. There's a solid yeah. uh, a, a family of podcasts that offers something completely different at a uh, digital wild gathers. And I, and I dig, I dig that, you know, it, it's, it's new to our industry and it's revolutionary. It's it disrupting the industry. So hats off to you guys. Thanks, man. You too. I mean, I do have to admit, I was frustrated early on that a, a tall, handsome dude with long hair, uh, started a podcast the same time as us and you get more likes than we do. So, you know, I didn't really like you, but I am coming around on you now, JP. So, you know, I guess I do appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yeah, well, thank thank you're, you. You're doing good well, stuff. Speaking of his awesome. hair, I, I did have to point out to JP that now that he's been on the show, he's still second best when it comes to hair on the show. Oh, it's a Mark, right? Yeah. Viviano and, and JP, I think you're the, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Talk to me about the best. Who, oh, Mark, who's this person? Mark, Mark, Mark Viviano. Viviano. He, All right. He I'm is, looking this up right now. Yeah, yeah. He looks like an older Trevor Lawrence, I guess. Mark Viviano, uh, oh, you're CFA. Not, you don't like Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he doesn't know sports. Who's Trevor Lawrence? Uh, oh man, that's some good flow. That's like 
that looks like doesn't matter if he's standing still. It looks like wind, like a per, like four, like a four mile per hour wind is hitting him <laughs> like every time. That's great. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I, 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 I give, I, I, I agree. I agree with that. He comes and, in you know, with his perfectly flowed hair and then rips your company apart. That's what he does. <laughs> he's a, he's a very tall dude, but you know, he was also not the tallest guy that we've had on the show. You're third tallest, I believe JP. Well, okay. Ross is seven feet tall. You yeah, know what? Have- I, the, the height thing with me is not a big deal because, you know, people are like, oh, how tall are you? And he's 6'5". They're like, oh, you play basketball. It's like, no, I have no athletic ability <laughs> whatsoever. And if you want to hear about that, listen to Tripping Over the Barrel, and I'll explain how I don't have any athletic ability or care about sports. So That's I am 6'5", of useless, useless no talent. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, I, I'm six five of good at uh, grabbing shit off the top shelf and changing light bulbs. That's it. Uh, that is a skill. Or that is a skill. That's. <laughs> I can hey, I can hang that. some Christmas lights. No doubt. So JP, where do people find you? Your podcast, your company, all that stuff. Before so we check the, out here. Okay. Um. Yeah. So uh, again, so around uh, the rotary is on pretty much any streaming platform. Wherever you're listening to this today, in your car, your home, the gym, wherever you're uh, listening to uh, tripping over the barrel, uh, you can find round the rotary. It's not around the rotary. Okay. It's just round the rotary, and that's kind of been. I probably should have thought about that before, but and then um, you know, uh, there's an Instagram page round the rotary underscore JP Warren. Um, that's okay. yeah, that's where I do that stuff, and uh, I, I got a meme page. You know, round the rotary underscore memes, where I just kind of crank out old field related content. Nice. Uh, Old field red stuff. I just did one with Jean Claude Van Damme. First off, yeah, I always try to find the cheesy '80s action flicks like Jean Claude Van Damme or Steven Seagal. But uh, yeah, you can find around the rotary anywhere. Connect with me on LinkedIn, JP Warren, um, and the company I'm with is uh, Capital Trump Consultants. We do well site supervision and project engineering. So give us a shout if you want to talk about anything like that. Find us on LinkedIn. Um, like and subscribe. I stumbled across <laughs> your YouTube uh, channel today. Oh yeah, in my, so far ahead of us in my research. I loved. By the way, I loved your Reading the, I think it was from April 20th. So what, three weeks into your podcast career, yeah. reading the comments. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> the reviews, the reviews. Yeah. Love, the love, love the episode. Never heard of it. Mom. Never heard of it. <laughs> Mom. Love this episode. Mom. <laughs> well, that was during the height of COVID. And it was like, okay, I got to decide. I just started getting stir crazy. Started, and then there's one where I'm dressed in drag. Uh, oh. when it's meet the team. Yeah, that was, I was getting, when, when Jeremy asked you if it was just you, I was getting ready to bring up, wait a minute, there's a whole team. There's Samantha. And Scotty. Yep. Yep. So no, that's so yeah, there's, there's around the rotary YouTube as well, but uh, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm actually going to try to move over to the, do some more live LinkedIn stuff throughout the summer. We we might do that too. I mean, Tim, I know you were were dabbling with that with OVS potentially, but I think that's something to, to think about for this. I mean, it doesn't have to be a main thing. I just say, try it out. Just see what kind of engagement it gets with that. It's, it's fun too. It's kind of a different setting. You're a little bit more nervous um, and uh, you definitely use a lot more filler words. That's the thing. Now podcasting is in my comfort zone. Every time thinking about going live or on video is actually now makes me skittish again. So I need to get past that. You know what, guys? I got a I got a, a multi million dollar podcast idea. If we oh, can develop oh, software, no. that, say it out loud right now. Yeah, oh, I will. If we can develop something that uh, software that will bleep out every filler word, um, oh, I man. think that is uh, there's going to be a market for that. Wow, editing software for fillers. I mean, I like it. I like it. There we go. Interesting. All there right. Well, go. since we have that idea, we're going to retire. This is our last podcast ever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> JP Warren, thank you, my man, for coming on. This was a blast. And maybe after another 50 episodes, we'll come on uh, around the rotary. Let's do it. I'd love to set that up. Uh, guys, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, this has been fun. And uh, hey, we'll be in touch. You know that. All Thanks right. for coming on. All right, fellas. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>